ever wondered if Facebook ads are worth all the hype, if they'll be able to generate business for you, even if your business is offline, even if you've got no idea what you're doing, even if you haven't got a massive budget, then stay tuned for this episode because today I've got Neil Shoney um, who is talking to you about what he does when it comes to Facebook ads and how he has helped business owners to scale and generate quite a lot of money in their businesses using Facebook ads. I go through some of my own issues and anxieties. We talk about the myths to, to try and make it something that you feel that you can do in your business. So stay tuned and enjoy this episode. So welcome, Neil, to the Equine Business Show. I am so glad that you've come on to join me today because today we're going to talk a little bit about Facebook ads and Facebook ads is something I get asked about all the time, but personally, I don't do a lot of them, which is why I always I always worry about advising people on ads because all my clients have come through organic so far. So, Neil, just um, tell everybody a little bit about what you do when it comes to Facebook ads. Brilliant. Uh, well, first of all, I'll contextualize it for anybody who's watching on video here. Worst wallpaper in the world will keep you up at night, even with the lights off. Uh, but I'm actually hotel quarantining in London because I've just traveled back uh, from New York. So uh, I'll nip that one in the bud for anybody that's like, I can't, I can't get with a guy that has wallpaper like that. No chance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but fa- Facebook ad wise, uh, I've been running Facebook ads personally for about eight or nine years now. It was about two years after the inception of ads. And I did what most people are actually doing who now are underneath my coaching, which is I was a business owner. I wasn't a marketer. I thought, you know, I'll launch this big business. I'll um, make myself liable for hundreds of thousands of pounds a year in this massive event in Glasgow. And uh, everybody will buy into what I want to sell, obviously. And had a really, really tough time selling it for the first few months. I was in big, big trouble. And I was forced to learn marketing very quickly, right across the board. I had to learn social media very quickly, Facebook ads, email marketing, funnels, the law. I was forced into it. But with that, I had to learn very fast. And we ended up having a really good first year in the business. It took me five years to scale it and sell it to the biggest events company in Scotland, And from that, people started to find out that I never went down the traditional route of advertising big uh, exhibitions via magazines, newspapers, TV. It was just Facebook ads. And so that led to clients and word of mouth business that sold out very quickly. And then I've been teaching people the same ad success formula that I've been using for so long for the last two and a half or three years now. And we've had thousands of people come through it now. It's been really, really successful. And it's a, it's just a fun subject, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that I just, it just, like, the minute I even get to Facebook, um, like, the ads manager, <laughs> I just go, oh, gosh. And I'm actually quite techie. <laughs> like, I a lot on tech. I'm, yeah, I'm an email marketing expert. I've built websites, and I'm really techie. It just fills me with anxiety because... I guess it's kind of that if you get this wrong and you don't get a payoff and I've had 
other businesses in the past where, where I have gone down the route of advertising in the magazines and they're all so expensive and then you get nobody and it's like throwing your money away, which nobody wants to do. So how do we make sure that we get ads that actually generate that return on investment? What is your key advice to people on that well we have a a bit of a, a five-step formula that that like I, I i went through myself i very quickly sort of started working out what was the reason why this ad campaign worked and i would start formulating it and then that became my template for clients and it became my template for coaching and everything and the first thing funnily enough is just outside of ads completely and it's the offer it's, you know, it's what is it you're going to ask people to be doing when they click on this ad? Where are they going to go? What are you going to be asking them to do? Is it to make a purchase? Is it to opt into something? Is it to book a call? And why would they, when they were not looking for you, because with Facebook ads, it's not like a Google search where they're looking for you and you pop up and it's a perfect match made in heaven. They are not looking for you at that point. So why should they stop looking at cat memes and stop, you know, looking at, uh, photos of their exes from back in the day and why should they click through and take some action with you and it's going to come down to first of all being highly highly relevant to them but second of all they almost need to be thinking if I don't take action on this then I might never see this again like that much of a, a great offer or a well-positioned best bulk offer that makes them really think you know I need to take action now in case he doesn't run this ad again or I just don't see it again so first and foremost is always going to be the offer. A lot of people just want to take whatever they sell, just put it out on a Facebook ad and just let it go. But you usually have to come up with some offer uh, that that's really going to make people take some significant action. Yeah, definitely. I, I can, yeah, I can see that because a lot of the time like I've seen other people and people have come to me and said, Jenny, I'm not getting any traction from this ad. And I've looked and I've just gone, well, because while I don't, it's not good, like it's not, it's not good enough for somebody that's just stumbled across you yeah. to go, do I trust this person? Do I even know what that is? Do I really want it? It's really got to hit those, those key points, hasn't it? Like, otherwise, it's, you're 100%. not. Going to so what's, what's the secret? Like, how do people know if their offer is going to be good enough? Is there a way to test that? Well, the best formula is to work out if it works out organically. If you can sell something organically very well, you're going to have a great time with ads. If you're looking at ads as a, a solution to making your first sale, because no matter what you do, you can't get anybody to take any action with you. It's not usually the thing that's going to get people over the line. So uh, that's probably the best way to test out offers and products in general. But on top of that, there's just a few like key things that you can do with your offers anyway. So of course you can do discount a lot of people don't want to be like the discount king or queen but there's ways of positioning it i i, I did a video recently about world-class ads and i was just breaking down one ad from start to finish and it was this brand called muscle food right sell they sell meat in the post uh boxes of meat and they had an amazing offer and what it was was you buy one hamper and you get four free right if that's not click worthy for anybody, I don't know what is. Like one hamper, get four free, right? Because it's such good value. It's so easy to understand, such amazing value. But when you click through, you notice that first of all, you need to buy the first box at RRP, which they don't usually sell things at RRP on their website. So it's already inflated. Yeah. Second to that, 
the four hampers could be put all in together, could be another one hamper and probably would be smaller than the first one. But it's almost like a ready meal hamper, a fruit and veg hamper, and it's broken down into these things. But the funny thing is, you look at it and you're like, it's still really good value. Like everything we're going to get for this price is still excellent value. So they're still going to be profitable, but it's just so click worthy. Yeah. Like it's so click worthy without them having to look like they're massively discounting their product. So it's like, how do you just reposition things to make it yeah. seem better? If you're trying to get people to book calls, then instead of positioning it as a sales call to discuss your product or service, you know, position it as something that's going to be a valuable 30 minutes for them that will naturally flow into the conversation of working together closely. So for me, I, I do lead generation audit and strategy sessions instead of calling them sales calls. And we get on and we actually do break down what they're doing with their ads, their social media, emails, et cetera. And we'll, we'll work out where their biggest opportunities for growth are. And when it turns out to be, let's say, ads or social media or funnels or whatever it is, then, you know, our solution to that, almost like a doctor prescribing something, is the product. But we wouldn't have anywhere near the amount of calls that we have now if we were positioning it as, come on and let's discuss a, a product that's a few thousand pounds. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I think a lot of people get yeah, with calls, they just think, I'm just going to be sold to you. You're just going to put me through a sales pitch. I was like, I haven't got time for that. And actually, exactly. like, yeah, a lot of the time, I'll just say to people, let's just have a chat because I can. And some people have gone, but Jenny, you solved my problem in 15 minutes. And I was like, yeah, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I can't actually offer you the next thing. But <laughs> yeah, I know. I've been I'd there much, before. Yeah, I'd much rather do that than to go, oh, yeah, buy, but yeah, buy. But sign up to this, buy that, and actually I can solve your problem now. It's that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always a, a tricky balance, isn't it? So getting that offer, getting getting people to move along, move along the lines. And I know um in another podcast episode that that we, we were talking about the customer journey and mainly to do with websites, but it matters, doesn't it? Like even with oh, ads, that's that's what matters and it's about nurturing people and building that relationships as well as getting in front and offering offering those those ads so when do you think it's right for somebody to start with ads like what point in their business should should they invest it's, in? it's usually when they've already got uh, sales coming in organically and they have a big gap in their capacity that that's it you know like we, we were talking before you you're really successful you've got lo loads of clients you know you're pulled in 50 million different directions so even though you you would like to technically have some ads up and running it's almost like do you have the capacity to bring on another another 50 clients <laughs> you know yeah. probably, probably not um so therefore you know even though everybody feels like they should have ads because other people have them uh, a lot of people are doing really, really successful stuff just organically. So if you know if you're at capacity, you don't have more room to to make any sales. Ads, it isn't the right time for you. Also, if you have a product or service that currently doesn't sell, no matter how hard you push it through organic means, maybe even cold outreach, maybe you've got your own podcast or something. If you cannot sell it at all, it's yeah. going to be very difficult to sell through advertising. So, you know, you want a great product or service that's proven to sell in the marketplace and you want to have capacity to grow. 
that is the the moment to to be going in and working out what this offer is going to be to get people really interested in taking the next step with you yeah definitely and then once you've got that because I know like there's quite a lot of people who listen to my podcast that like they're equestrian business product ranges they'll have like clothing or horse equipment and stuff like that so ads could work really really well for them so like what would you say would be the one thing that would stop the ad working well and what should they do funnily enough the the biggest thing even though it's before we even start running ads the biggest thing that will make the difference is the offer so you know if it just isn't positioned as a good offer it's it's going to be difficult to sell but the other thing that breaks down a lot of the time is the variation that you give Facebook. So, you know, a lot of you might have uh, hit the boost button before, right? So you hit the boost button, you're just boosting a post, you're throwing money down the drain, essentially. And everybody hears you should go through ads manager and you should, you know, create an ad in there. And that's when you get an advanced ad. But the scary thing is when you actually go through that process and Facebook gives a really, really simple seven step process to launching your ad. So you hit the green create button, you just follow their process. And by the end of it, you've actually chosen who you're going to be targeting. You've created your ad from start to finish. It's all optimized as far as you can see, and you've hit publish. And everybody goes, amazing. That was easier than I thought. And then the ads almost always mm -hmm. fall flat on their face. And me having done, I don't know, seven, eight years of Facebook ads, if I was running ads like that, I would fall flat on my face most of the time as well because we don't give Facebook enough to work with. That means that we have to have optimized the campaign perfectly. We need to have chosen the perfect audience throughout that process. And then the advert, the thing that people are actually going to see needs to be word for word perfect, has to be the best image that you could possibly have, and it needs to resonate with that audience. You know, that's very difficult to just choose you know without market research and teams and this that and the other but facebook give us an amazing thing even though they don't tell anybody about this which is i have no idea why it's basically the reason why everybody does our ads training so successful is after you've done that all you have to do is hit the duplicate button a few times you yeah. duplicate your audiences to add in more variation so instead of just targeting people who are interested in you know, one single thing, let's say horse riding, right? So you might do that as an interest, but then you might do, you know, equine vet veterinary services as another interest, but you work your way through and you come up with five different interest targeting. The funny thing is the thing that you would have only set up on its own might fall flat on its face, but one of your other audiences can perform exceptionally well. Yeah. But we don't need to add any more budget. They just spread it. They spread it across and they work out which audiences are going to work well. And then we hit the duplicate button on the ads themselves. And all we need to do is just change the image. That's it. We can go further. We can change out copy. You know, we can add images and videos uh, together in there. But we can just quite simply add in other images. And now we have five images for Facebook to work with. And by doing this, you know, even in that scenario, we're talking about one campaign with five audiences and five ads. That's 25 chances for Facebook to find a win formula. Yeah. So you literally just in one, like it, it'll probably take about 15 minutes to, to go through that process. And it's really simple. You've done it once, you'll never need to learn it again. It's very simple. 
in that scenario, you've gone from one chance to get it right to 25 time, uh, chances to get it right. Yeah. And that, and that's that's the key to having really successful Facebook ads is having that variation in there. Yeah, because I think, yeah, sometimes you, you like I've I've done ads for other people and I've we've even tried using different platforms that do the ads to try out. And even then she's like, why isn't it why isn't it working how I want? And you just I sat there and was kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I think sometimes it's actually because the, the audience when when I've worked with people, they've been like, I want to target this one, this one, this one, this one, and they'd love them all together. And I think yes. that sometimes it doesn't work. Would you suggest like they split the audiences out? They split. Absolutely. Things? It's very difficult if you lump all the audiences together into what we call one ad set, then, you know, even if the results are coming in, we have no idea why they are. We don't know yeah. what you targeted that's working and what Facebook have identified or is not working. And so by simply splitting them out, it means after, let's say, five days of running ads, you can literally just turn off the ad, uh, the audiences that aren't working very simply. Yeah. And Facebook will push the whole budget into what is working and what is converting and making you money. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes that makes absolute sense, definitely. Because, yeah, I was just, it's, it's kind of one, one of those things. So, like, if you were to, yeah, to take a new business on to help them, like, what do they do when they work with you, Nia? What do, what, how do you help in that respect? So uh, for the most part now, I do I do coaching. I do it in two two senses. I, I have my 16-week digital marketing program uh, where people can come in, they can get access to the Facebook ads training and all the other stuff, social media, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but they also get 365 days of support. So they can ask a question every single day of the year if they really want to inside the group. And I will go in there and I'll answer their question. I'll even uh, make screen recordings for them if it will solve the the question uh even better and then on top of that i do private coaching which is they get access to this but instead of group coaching uh, or group questions answered we have one-to-one -one calls every single month we're always strategizing exactly what they should do so they're not trying to focus on 50 things at once it's here's the strategy this is what you're going to do keep in touch with me every single day and then they get access to my voxer where they can speak to me and just send voice notes and we just go back and forth all day so with, with that, all they're going to do is just follow this five-step process. Mm -hmm. Get the offer right, optimize for what you want. So you don't want website yeah. clicks. You want, if you want sales, you need to tell Facebook you want sales. That's it. Yeah. Uh, number three, audiences. Make sure you've got the, the right audiences. Do a little bit of research there. And there's two ways that we can look at this, warm and cold audiences. And if we were going to do variation, if we were going to do the cold, for instance, then, you know, the um, options that I ran through there that you could do with cold audiences are what you would work through. But you would do your market research and what people might be interested in if they would be interested in your product. So, you know, it can be all types of things from the magazines that they would read. It could be events that they're interested in. It could be just, you know, horses in general it could be all types of things in there on the other side you have your warm campaign and then that would be targeting things like people who visited your website in the last seven days people who watched some of your videos on social media people who uh, sent an instagram dm to you in the last year you know you can do all types of targeting in there for people who already know like who your brand is what you do what you sell and make sure that your ads are always going to be 
in front of those people as well. Yeah. And then fourth is the ad. <laughs> so getting the ad right so that it looks the part, you know, great imagery in there, you know, great copy, a great hook is the main thing. So the very first thing that somebody can read at the very top, is it going to interest them or is it not? And then the final step is just adding variation to this. So instead of one audience, we have at least five audiences. Instead of one ad, we have at least five ads. And with that, we go from one chance for Facebook to get it right to 25 or 50, depending on if you do one or two campaigns. That makes perfect sense. Because, yeah, I, I was just thinking like of the experiences that I've had in the past. Like I've, I've, I've been with Facebook since like my first business, which was back in like the day that Facebook launched. <laughs> <laughs> And, and the way that it's all all changed and the way that we've also grown and the knowledge and it's just it's so important like with this stuff to get the right help isn't it and get the right support because I know if I was to just sit there on my own and try and work this out I'm more likely to actually spend more money and waste it oh big time big time yeah than actually if I got it right and and understood understood how to to do it and I think that I was just trying to think of other other equestrian businesses like that might benefit from ads because I know there's a lot of businesses that are offline business and they they often say to me but I'm offline how can how can online stuff help and one of the things that I think of especially with Facebook ads is you can actually target areas can't you in locations yeah yeah um, absolutely so you can drive traffic because traffic is so important and everybody's online these days and yeah and yes, yeah. yeah, so I think it's it can be massively beneficial to all equestrian business, whether they're riding stables, whether they're feed stores, if they need to get more traffic, it's a quick and fast solution, isn't it? If you get it right. And if they're a physical premises, I mean, there there's two different types of location targeting you can do. You can do uh, people who live in, or you can do people who are in. And that takes into account people who are passing through because Facebook are tracking all of us on these things right here. And they know if we're in the demographical area. So if you just change that to, you know, people who live within this target area, within driving distance to, to the physical premises, you know, you're, you're in a great position. And, and the great thing is you can still add other targeting on top of that, you know, yeah. so you can go broad, but you can still say, you know, that they're interested in equine products, for example, or, you know, th those different types of things. So if you have a physical premises, it can still work incredible. And I say still work incredibly well. It just does still, it, it just does yeah. work incredibly well. We, we, we have a guy right now, he joined us about six months ago now, but he's got a, a kitchen business in, um, in Donegal in Ireland. And, uh, you know, physical premises, people need to actually walk in. It's a very, very expensive product. He does luxury kitchens. But by using Facebook ads, he was able to, whilst his doors were shut, he was able to make over 100K of sales in two weeks using Facebook ads by simply using a really, really simple formula. So he used this exact formula for his ads, but what he was sending people to was a download for a lookbook of kitchens in which inside it, it obviously says that he can do all of them. And then on the other side of the opt-in, before they've even looked at the lookbook, yeah. he offers them to book in an online Zoom consultation. 
And so he was just filling up the diary and filling up the diary and filling up the diary with people who wanted kitchens in his driving distance area. And then he was just, uh, within that two weeks, he had made those sales, but he also had three months of appointments booked in. He was like, I've just, I've turned them off because it's ridiculous people booking four months in advance for for a Zoom call. And I was like, fair enough, (laughs) that's fine. But that's a physical premises while shut during the pandemic. So take into account if that was on a whole other level, if he could be getting them to book into physical appointments, his close rate would probably go through the roof as well. That's really good to know. And like, I was just that brings me on to some of the myths that I think that people have around Facebook ads. I've heard one myth, which was that if you pay for ads, your organic reach will go down. Like, because Facebook will just want you to pay more. Do you agree with that myth? No, not at all. And the funny thing is, it's the polar opposite for me. So it tends to be that when I have ads running, my social, uh, my organic reach goes up on both Instagram and Facebook, which could also be accounted for by the fact that when you're running ads, if you're interested enough to the person who's seen the adverts, they always have the option on both platforms to click through to your profile. And so, you know, your organic posts are going to get seen by more people and you're going to gain more followers as well as the key thing that you're looking for. So as long as your ads are interesting enough and well-targeted enough, um, I tend to find that organic reach significantly goes up at any time when I'm running ads. Yeah. And so another myth that I was just thinking is people think that you need to have a lot of money to, to start on Facebook ads. Like what is the ideal like? I know it depends on most businesses, but what's the minimum budget that you've ever run and got results from? Probably a better example would be the the people who've come through because, you know, I wasn't really too feared to it at the start, but a lot of people are like, I don't know what's going to happen here. So I don't want to put a lot of money in at the very start. And so what I tend to say to people is start at like three to five pounds per day, like start really small. Uh, we'll start to figure out what audiences work well, what adverts work well before we start putting significant budget behind it. And we had an e-commerce business recently that that went from about 3K a month of monthly income into her e-commerce store to about 18K a month. And she was just doing three pounds per day, ticking away, <laughs> ticking away. And uh, the highest that we've ever been able to get her to was in the region of about 20 pounds per day. And that's just because she's so scared of increasing the budget. She can see... Yeah. that's what's gone out that's what's come back in she's just so scared i'm always like raise the budget raise the budget raise the budget so you can start really small yeah. you can see really significant results but before needing to put any money behind it and i i like going with that i don't like the risk of somebody you know skimming my course not really taking in like that you need to do this you need to do this you need to do this trying to fast track it and then saying, I'm spending £100 a day on ads, Neil, what's happening here? You know, I yeah. like them starting small so we can address anything that could potentially go wrong and fix it before they start spending significant money on it. Yeah, no, it's one of the sort of things that I'm always saying to people, you need to vet everything. Like if you were, yeah. if you were to buy a horse, you'd vet it before you actually put your money in there. The same with, with your ads, put a little bit, invest what you can afford and then go through, make sure, validate that it's actually working, establish that you're actually getting the results. So you're doing the testing, you know, do that. Exactly. And then, yeah, and then build, build it from there, raise the bar slowly rather than set the bar ridiculously high, lose all your money, fall flat on your face. <laughs> it doesn't work. 
Yeah, start start low and work up. That's always a good sort of um, idea. What other myths do you often get? Like, what other excuses people often give you that they can't? Well, I the two things that I hear the most from people who like before they'll book a call with me or whatever, I'll get emails saying, "But is this not the case? Is this not the case?" And the two that I tend to find is first of all, people say that Facebook ad costs are going up all the time, and I've said for years yeah they are always going up so the cost per 1000 people who see your ads are always trickling up and it's because facebook is a bidding platform and the more people who uh, are on there trying to get into somebody's news feed the more you have to pay to do so so it goes up it doesn't jump up really quickly by any means but it is always trickling up and what i've always said to people is but as costs go up Facebook are always getting better at their job. So Facebook optimizing five years ago was rubbish. It was rubbish. You had to be super specific about who you targeted. Some people now actually as one of their tests for who to target will be no targeting. Because Facebook are so good at working out who is going to react well to this advert right here and they will go and get results. So even though your cost per thousand people seeing your ad might go up. Facebook uh, cost per acquisition is going down. So it's always evens out as long as you have good quality adverts and you give Facebook enough to work with. The second thing, Facebook changes every day, right? People always say that Facebook's changing all the time. And I'm like, I'm going to scare you a bit more. They, They change multiple times per day. And guess what? What you see on your ads dashboard might be ever so slightly different from what somebody else sees because they're running split tests all the time to see what works best, okay? So people panic about that. But man, the changes to Facebook are so insignificant. It is crazy. The biggest changes tend to come about once a year, and it's something like you can now advertise on WhatsApp. And it's nothing more than checking a box. Yes, put out this ad on WhatsApp as well. Or um, this button moves from the left-hand side of the screen to the right-hand side of the screen. But everything that we we did with Facebook ads seven years ago, well, actually not seven years ago, in the last five or six years, is still exactly the same. Back in the day, you didn't have uh, the beautiful ads platform. You used a thing called Power Editor. It was like spreadsheets. It was horrible. But now everybody gets the beautiful platform that has step-by-step processes. Not much changes on a day-to-day yeah. basis. Ultimately, it's in Facebook's interest to make it work for you, I guess. Yeah. As well. I know a lot of equestrian business owners struggle because there's certain things that you can't put in ads, like words and things that they trigger. A lot of the time when people put horse, they think that you're trying to sell, then <laughs> you're not allowed to sell animals, are you, <laughs> on the Facebook platform? And, and so they, they'll often find that because they were trying to advertise a magazine or something and they put this horse magazine and then <laughs> they're like, no. Yeah. And they have to then go through the rigmarole of trying to get somebody to actually look at it is there any other things that you have to be careful of when doing ads well sticking to their policy is really important but the good thing is like the scenario that you just spoke about there is unlike a lot of people that come to me like a lot of people are like do you think i'll get away with this when they're actually trying to get around the system whereas if you actually say horse and you're not selling the animal you know you can still use facebook ads so the good thing is when you appeal that advert, you're going to get them yeah. approved. You know, yeah. it's it, it's like as close to guaranteed as, as you can really get. So you don't really need to worry about that stuff, but you do have to 
you know, avoid anything else in the policy, such as actually selling the animals uh, or talking about anything to do with with money. They hate people that are topless, but that's more personal trainers and stuff. Um, I, 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 unless you've got like a, a calendar. Yeah, so they're, they're very good now. The technology is, yeah, will scan the images. It'll scan <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So there, in, in the line of business that you and your listeners are in, there actually isn't too much other than the fact that you can't sell livestock on, on Facebook ads. Yeah, but yeah, it's certainly something that I think people should explore as to whether it's right for them. So if somebody wanted to work with you, Neil, what would they need to do? Like, where can we find you? Probably the best thing to do is just start a casual conversation. Instagram DMs is great for me. So at Neil Shoney Mac, all one word. It looks like Neil's honey. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, something I didn't realize until uh, until I made my, my website that. But anyway, Neil Shoney Mac on Instagram, send me a quick DM. We'll have a quick conversation. There's no pressure and we can just jump on a 15-minute call if it feels right uh, to discuss the business and see if ads are right for you. Because like I said, I'll, I'll be very honest. If somebody comes on and they go, um, well, I don't really have any capacity right now, but I think I should be running ads. I'm going to say, do you want to catch up again in three months and see where you're at? Uh, may, maybe you should just, you know, yeah. note your organic. You've got a really good little free training, I think. Is that available on your Instagram as well? I think I've I did yeah, something so last week. I, I've got a, a great training called Advanced Ads Made Easy. And it it walks through this process, but also with a visual so that you can see, hey, this is what most people have. And then this is what you'll have once you've used the duplicate button a few times. And then we run through examples of audiences. We run through examples of ads. Uh, it only takes about 45 minutes and it's completely free. Yeah. So that's Advanced Ads Made Easy. You can find it either through the link in bio in, uh, in my Instagram page. Or you can go to neilshoney.com forward slash ads. That's it. Yes, that's nice. And it's well worth doing. And like one of the things that I think you said in that is like, it's not just the return on investment that you get from doing the ad. It's not like that immediate cash. It's the customer lifetime value that you've got to start calculating as well. And how much that customer is going to be worth to you over and over again, because that's really important. I think people forget that, don't they, when they're, when they're thinking about their ads. It, yeah absolutely and especially if you're looking at like cold traffic which means that there are people who don't know who you are so you if you can actually start converting people who had no idea who you were before they saw your advert and put it into a break-even or profit then you're acquiring customers that are going to be so much easier to get to the point of second and third and fourth and fifth purchase so yeah as a customer acquisition tool for first-time customers it's just one of the most incredible ways uh, to grow the brand it's also amazing like you like you're saying there if it's not all about profit there's also the things on the back end as well such as you know if you use the system of having a lead magnet and then selling somebody on the back end of the lead magnet then for the let's say 95 percent that don't purchase that have opted in they just build out your email list and then you've got this great thriving email list that's come through a lead magnet who know your systems know what you stand for it's a great person to have on that list mm -hmm. so you know if you can be breaking even or uh, even profiting or significantly profiting from the start all those back-end things are beautiful you know you know it's it's such a key thing i focus on i love the fact that you're an expert in email marketing you really push it hard i i try and get everybody to realize how good email every yeah. 
I have no idea what what this is. Everybody goes, oh, the open rates aren't very good. And I'm like, write better email titles. And second of all, this is this is the big one that I that I try and get through to everybody, right? If you have an email open rate of about 15% or something, like just to pick out a number, let's say 10%. Okay, so we'll make it even lower. 10%. People don't realize that different people open different emails throughout the month. So you might find that by the end of the month, 50 or 60% of your email list have opened at least one email. So they are engaged. They are having opportunities to take action with you. So I, I love email. Absolutely yeah, love it. It's one of those things that I'm forever going, please people stop building on sand, get that email, get that email. You own it. You can move it between different things. And, and yeah. then people, they'll send an email and they'll go to me, Oh, Jen, that worked. I can't believe you've been <laughs> that for 10 years. And now I've got three sales and I've only sent one email. And it's like, yes, it matters. And like, I had, I've got one co um, company I work with and, and we did their first email last week. And they were like, it was the email that pushed us over our target. If we hadn't have done the email, they don't think that they would have hit their target for that month. It makes such Brilliant. a massive difference. And so it's about that relationship building. And you need to use everything. And, and as you say, like sometimes the... The open rates look like they're terrible and they're shocking. And you're like, oh, it's only like, yeah, 50%. But actually, you can normally see in the statistics, yeah, show me how many people haven't opened an email in the last three months or last month. And like with mine, there's zero. Everybody on my list has opened an email recently from me. So it's Brilliant. like, yeah, you've just got to understand that they'll see some, they won't see some, and it doesn't have to be complicated or... yeah or anything hard it matters and ads are a great way to get that email list built fast aren't they and get more oh, people into what, into what you, you're doing and, and start that nurturing because it's what it's all about ultimately if we want to make profitable businesses we've got to have people to sell to yeah and the, the, it's easier to sell to people who know like and trust us so thank you so much for coming on talking to me today i will make sure i include any links in the show notes so that if anybody wants to get hold of you they can is there anything else that you'd like to let anybody know before we finish? Uh, no, I'm just going to ask for your prayers that I end up outside of uh, these four walls at some point soon. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, so you isolated for. So I've actually already done 14 days. You only need to do 10, but I'm actually here for for visa interviews for immigrating to to the US. So. They've now got my passport and I need to wait for that to come back to me. So I honestly don't know if I'm going to be here for another week or another four weeks. I just need to stay put. Yeah. I think I might even change hotels just for a change of scene. Yeah. And honestly, I, I booked this hotel because it has such a great desk and like swivel chair and everything. It's like perfect for work. Yeah. But man, that wallpaper is scary. <laughs> I've seen worse though. I've definitely seen worse. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> So thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so and, much, Jenny. So if you got value from this and you'd like some more help with your business, don't forget to check out the show notes where you can find out more information about Neil and also about how I help equestrian business owners to add some online horsepower and to nail it in their businesses. But don't forget to hit the subscribe so you get notified when we drop a new episode of the Equine Business Show. And if you've got any questions, please do let me know. Hello at JennyBush.com. I will see you soon. Bye.